Founders face mentors and masters. I'm Captain Hawk, CEO of Founderspace, the leading global startup accelerator. I'm also author of the award-winning books, Make Elephants Fly, Surviving a Startup, and The Five Horses. Today, I'm with Kerry Jack. He is an author and podcaster. If you've ever heard of the Happy Hustle podcast, it is fantastic. He also has a new book called The Happy Hustle. And today we're going to talk about lifestyle entrepreneurship. This is very different than what I usually speak about. I'm usually talking about how you scale your business, how you become a unicorn, how you raise venture capital. But no, today we are going to talk about how you have a good lifestyle and be an entrepreneur at the same time. So Carrie Jack, welcome to the show and tell the audience a little about you. I was born and raised in Sarasota, Florida and then grew up half in Red Lodge, Montana. So I have the duality, the balance of both of these amazing locations, you know, growing up surfing and skating in Florida and then playing cowboy, camping, fishing, hunting, hiking in, in Montana. It was very diverse, but uh, there's a running theme in my life, and that is balance and the importance of it. So I've had from an early age the balance of these two geographic locations. And then I've always been an entrepreneur, always been a quote-unquote hustler, not exactly a happy hustler, which I am now, but I definitely have you know, started the lemonade stands and the construction businesses and had a soccer camp business at the age of 16 that was making thousands of dollars every single summer. And, you know, I, I had the bug early as an entrepreneur. And then I, I started a couple actual, you know, companies um, more in the sense of, you know, raising capital, becoming the unicorn. And uh, I realized that that wasn't the route for me. I wasn't as fulfilled. So I Let's pivoted. Let's talk about that. Yeah. What was your experience, you know, going down the venture capital path and what changed your mind that this wasn't for you? Yeah. So just to, I'll zoom into one particular business. Um, my brother and I had a tech startup uh, called Feedbacker. We essentially created an algorithm that quantified feedback and, uh, you know, in order to grow in any industry, you need to know where you're deficient and where you can improve. So we figured out a way to put an algorithm around this feedback and we were marketing it um, to the entertainment industry. We were marketing it to the job industry, the dating industry as a way to get feedback for their users. And it attracted some buzz. We were in New York City at the time, pounding the pavement, working 100 plus hour weeks, going to all the meetups and the and all the networking events. And we were in an incubator, and you know we were we were doing all the things. You know, we we ended up um, having an opportunity to sign a partnership deal with both Microsoft and IBM, and wow. then we had a seven figure funding deal with private equity money coming on the table, and um, it got to the point where our business just trans transitioned from what we thought it was, you know, and, and to what they wanted it to be, you know, the people with the money and the people with the, the partnerships on the table, they, they saw it much bigger than we did. And we kind of were slowly losing passion. It was eroding every single day. And, you know, fulfillment was also eroding in the process. And, it came to a breaking point when we when we read the contract for to accept seven figures in VC funding. Obviously, they want 
you know, a commitment. So it had a five-year commitment clause and we were really fearful of what the next five years could look like, knowing our unhappiness levels and where they were at that given moment, just from the past year and a half. We're like, we don't want to sign on for another five years of this. And by we, I mean my brother, my business partner, my best friend, uh, Grant. And he and I had to make the gut-wrenching decision, you know, with tears in our eyes, we, we pivoted. We said, you know what? We can't take this money. We can't take this deal. Um, we want to, you know, live a life of meaning and, and purpose and, and have fulfillment in the, in the equation. And it wasn't the right route for us. So I moved to Bangkok, Thailand, and I actually uh, lived there for 10 months and figured out just a better way to work and live. My brother, um, he went back to got and got his master's at the university of Florida. And he started another company and, uh, an eco business fighting the plastic pollution epidemic and climate change, which is much more aligned with fulfillment and, 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 you know, purpose for him. And, and so I advise and invest in that company now. But when I was in Thailand, I figured out a way to actually work and live in alignment with, with my true calling and a way that I could do so um, by putting the happy in my everyday hustle. And that's kind of where the happy hustle was born. My, my company now, my podcast, my events, my mastermind, my book, it all stems around this concept of being happy within the hustle and having balance every single day. And so now I am big into the less is more mindset, a smaller team, a more lean, more uh, productive, but also working less as well and making more impact and more money um, as a result, which is even counterintuitive, but um, it's been a, a beautiful realization. And so that's kind of a little bit of the story in a nutshell. That is great. So now you're in Montana, you're living your dream, you, you know, you're out in the, in the wilderness, you can do whatever you want, hunt fish, do everything, and you can run your company. And, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs that I work with, they're just working all the time. They don't think about their happiness, or if they do, they're, they're not very happy when they do, because they're just working all the time. And they're under huge amounts of pressure. Yep. Because like you said, when you take the money, that's when the pressure really ratchets up. When you're doing exactly. it yourself, you're under pressure. But you don't, you don't even realize when other people are pressuring you what it's like and a lot of money is at stake. So you made this pivot to a lifestyle entrepreneurship. And I want you to tell you know, our audience, what, it, what is lifestyle entrepreneurship? How has this affected your life? And what things they can do to get on this path? Lifestyle entrepreneurship to me means I work to live, not live to work. Simple as that. And roughly an average week, I'm, I'm pulling somewhere around 20 hours, probably less. Um, but I have my set tasks of things I need to do to maintain my business, um, things I need to do to, to grow. I have a weekly team meeting with my four virtual assistants in the Philippines. I have a personal assistant in Montana, and then I have outsourced freelancers but no one is like working in an office, you know, um, like, or a typical office. I have my own home office and my podcast studio where I create content. But for me, it looks a lot simpler than a traditional business, you know, where I had to put on the facade and wear the fancy suits and have the, the network meetings and all the things that come with it. Um, it's, it's definitely focusing on what is the most viable, you know, use of my time at all situations, like what is going to actually move the needle. Um, and then for people out there who are interested in really leaning 
you know, down their business and, and creating more of a lifestyle entrepreneurship um, slash company where you, you have more freedom, more time freedom, more financial freedom, more creative freedom. Um, I would recommend first figuring out what problem you truly feel called to solve. And this is uh, three questions that were posed to me by um, one of my mentors and, and co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Rory Vaden. And he said, what problem do you want to solve in one word? So the problem that I feel called to solve in one word is imbalance. Imbalance is the problem, okay? Because I was out of balance. So now I help others solve that problem of imbalance. The second question that I'd want your audience to ask is who exactly do you feel called to solve it for, right? Because if you are solving a problem for someone that you don't necessarily like to be around or you don't want to help them with their problem, you're not going to be happy. It won't result in fulfillment. So figure out the customer demographics and psychographics. So I know you probably talk about that a lot, but it's very important to know the psychographics much more so than the demographics, uh, in my opinion. And then the third question is, what is your uniqueness and how can you exploit that in the service of others? So what is unique about you? What is unique about your story? What is unique about your gifts? What are you proud of that you can help others, you know, actually achieve the same thing? You know, like what gives you the right to talk about this? Um, and so when you figure out those three questions, you can create either a personal brand business around it. You could create a small lean company solving a niche problem with not much overhead and, and, you know, where you're really, um, you're managing expenses and time and, and your team on a much smaller scale, but you're solving still a, a big problem. So answer those three questions. Uh, and that will point you in the right direction for lifestyle entrepreneurship. You know, I kind of feel like our entire society is out of balance. And this is why a lot of people, even yep. though they're doing incredibly well, just, aren't happy. They aren't happy with themselves. They yeah. aren't happy with what they're doing. And I see people, you know, they're driving around to BMWs, they have big homes, you know, they should, they have more than they could, could possibly need to have a decent lifestyle. Yet they're always looking like, I'm not that crypto billionaire. I'm not, I don't have a unicorn. You know, there's somebody yeah. else out there that you're reading about who's making more money and it's all about money. Like if yeah. you look at our, if you look at American society, it is everything, the media, everything you consume. It's yeah. all about money, about showing you have money, about getting more money, about people making more money than you are. And there's something wrong with that. I agree. I agree, man. It, it's it's so evident to in the most successful, wealthiest individuals, like their unhappiness, especially because I know a lot of these really affluent, you know, high performing, hard charging entrepreneurs just in my network. And it's sad to me to see the success without fulfillment, you know, and, and that is the ultimate failure, in my opinion. And, and I think, Right now, we, we need this paradigm shift. We need to focus on impact. We need to focus on creating value, not necessarily creating wealth and materialistic, you know, things in your life. And for me, you know, don't get me wrong. I appreciate my nice truck. I appreciate my nice fly rod. You know, I appreciate having things that are, are nice. Um, and I work hard to to get those things, but that doesn't bring me happiness. You know, the result of fly fishing, being out in nature, 
meditating in this beautiful, you know, God's glory, that brings me the fulfillment, right? That like, and I wouldn't be able to get to nature without my truck. So I look at it as a tool to achieve the fulfillment, not as the end result. And I think a lot of people, they get caught up chasing the materialistic BS and then they find out when they get it, it doesn't actually lead to happiness. Yeah, and I see a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs, they haven't made it yet, but their goal are those people who have made it, those people who have launched the unicorns, those people who are, you know, driving fancy cars. They want, they believe that they will be happy when they get there. And they were willing a lot of times to sacrifice everything, like their youth, you know, their entire youth working, yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of relationships fall apart. Now, talk about that. Talk about, uh, create, you know, how does a person let go? Because a lot of us, you know, we're inundated with this idea that we have to prove ourselves. We have to be successful. And the bar is really high now. Like used to be you were successful if you made a million dollars. Now you have to make like a billion dollars to be, you yeah, know, considered really successful. It's a super high bar. So how, how do people get out of that trap? I think the trap has done a very good job um, selling this this myth. And so I, I am the first one to real, uh, to recognize that it's difficult to break the chain. Uh, but in order to actually do that, in order to change your destiny, uh, I would ask yourself this question, what does success actually look like to me? What does success actually look like to me? Now that could be the billion dollar exit. It could be that. But I would venture to say most people, it's not that. It's having a nice family life, you know, living um, with no pressure from a boss, having freedom, and, you know, just making enough to give to causes and people that they care about. You know, and it's like, it's a lot simpler than most people hard charge for, but yet we're sold this myth. So I would say, ask yourself that question, figure out what success really looks like, and then reverse engineer the process to get there. Great. And can you talk about other things in your life that you did that really allowed you to let go of those kind of false dreams and embrace what you have? Yeah. I mean, embracing what you have is, is it just a mindset? It's a mindset of everyday gratitude. And that's something that I made this massive shift where I just, I was going down the wrong path, Captain Hoff early in my career, you know, just doing some things I shouldn't be doing. And I made this, this pivot to only use my powers as a force for good and to always bring the love and light. And that's like just been a staple. It's a mindset shift, but gratitude plays a big role in my everyday life. And, you know, here's the thing. People are always searching for, you know, the top of that mountain, but what happens and to use this cheesy analogy, you get to the top of the mountain and then you look around and it's cloudy, the view sucks, and you, you're alone. No one else is with you. So you got to climb back down the mountain, go get the friends and the family members that you care about and climb up a different mountain. And a lot of times it takes that, that realization of achieving it to realize that's not what you actually want. So that's why I asked, what's the question that you, you know, the success that you actually strive for? What does that look like? But here's the thing. Just make sure that you are enjoying every step along that journey up, up as you ascend, because 
nothing's guaranteed in this life. We could pass tomorrow, you know, like there's just no guarantees. And so you must just embrace what you have right now. Be grateful. If you got 10 fingers in front of you, be grateful for those. Start there. Start small, but just be grateful and live in that in that high vibration frequency of gratitude. Do you have some stories about people you've worked with who have really uh, transformed themselves, but had big obstacles they had to overcome? Well, the first person that comes to mind um, is a client, now friend. Um, he worked for a massive company, Kraft Heinz. You know, he was like one of their go-to uh, accountants and CPAs and and project managers, and he made this shift from corporate grinder to lifestyle entrepreneur. And it was so awesome to witness it and to help support him throughout it. Um, but he started his own business. Now he's running his own financial, you know, firm all on, you know, taxes and, and lowering your tax burden and, and the things he was doing for this massive company that he didn't really care about. He's doing it for small to mid-sized entrepreneurs who actually have a purpose-driven company. And it's bringing him so much more fulfillment. I see him light up when he tells me, because he was in one of my masterminds as well. And it's the shift from sacrificing your soul to doing something that actually fills you with joy. And that's the, the beautiful shift that I hope everyone, whether it's in your company and you're a startup entrepreneur and you're maybe like solving a problem that you're not as passionate about and you pivot to solving something that actually is meaningful to you, that can be the, the shift that will change your life. But for him, it was a complete like 180 in terms of actual career shift going from corporate grinder to lifestyle entrepreneur. And it was beautiful to see. So what I'm hearing from you is in order to make the shift and actually give it meaning, you have to settle on a purpose. Like you're, you keep bringing up, you know, your purpose was to bring light and, and joy and happiness into the world uh, for yourself and for the people you work with. So your goal wasn't, can I get the most money from my clients that I, that I help? Your goal was, can I make them really happy? And if I can, I will be, and I can change their life, I will be fulfilled in a way I could never be fulfilled just watching my bank account fill up, doing some other job. So it's really a transformation from acquisition. What can I get for myself to what can I do in the world that will have a positive impact that will change the world around me and make this world that we live in into a better place. And, you know, if we look around at the world, if everybody were doing this, like we would have such an amazing world. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, all of, if all of us, you know, really just uh, focused on purpose as opposed to, you know, acquiring more and more and more and proving that we're, you know, as good as we, we want everybody to believe we are, that's a, that's a big mindset shift right there. So you're not really giving up, you know, a lot of people find it so hard to get out of that acquisition thing, you know, because they, they, they're insecure. They want to prove that they can do it too, that, you know, not, you know, they're smart enough. They're, they're capable enough. They're, they have what it takes to what you're doing. You don't have to prove anything except to yourself. Like if I can, if you can look into the eyes of that other person and see them light up when you help them, then mm -hmm. you know, you, you've done something amazing in this world. Oh, it's true. And that's really what it comes down to is helping others. It, it's uh, one of my favorite quotes by Tony Robbins, but he says, the secret to living is giving. And, and really 
think of a time when you gave freely without any conditions that probably brought you the most joy that you've achieved in your life. And, and so if you can focus on it and again, sounds a little cheesy, but focus on service over self and the value and the transaction will take care of itself. It really will. Like if you continue to give to others and, and you're providing value, you will be compensated. The market will reward you. So operate from that new mentality and just figure out, you know, what problem you really do feel called to solve and solve it and, and do so with that service over self mindset. That is great advice, Carrie Jack. Now, I want you to tell our audience how they can find you and your book. You can go to thehappyhustle.com. Um, you could also check out the Happy Hustle podcast. Uh, Captain Hoff was a recent guest. He rocked the mic and crushed it. Um, and you could also, you know, follow me online, Carrie, Carrie Jack, um, on like Instagram or Facebook or anywhere. Um, but yeah, that's... Um, couple of good places. The book is really for people who want to avoid burnout and achieve that blissful balance. You know, and I have a proprietary framework. I call it the 10 alignments makes up an acronym called soul mapping, but it's a way to actually tangibly and systematically measure yourself in each of these 10 different areas of life. And I go through how you can do just that. And by the end of the book, hopefully you'll start to live by the quote balance equals happiness. Cause I truly believe that. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you liked it, hit the subscribe button and share it with your friends. You can help us create more great content by subscribing and sharing. Also, if you want to access our online startup program, our investor network, and our entrepreneur resources, just come to founderspace.com.